welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson. And I'm Tom Yoder. The story you're about to hear was told by Kevin Mark Anderson in November when the theme was Strangers. Kevin is a Michigan native with an unmet wanderlust. He's a proud parent of three, a devout father, and an eclectic Renaissance man who can't sing, dance, or play an instrument. (laughs) This is his first attempt at storytelling since his children began reading and outgrew his imaginative bedtime stories. Here's Kevin's story. Have you ever been given a golden opportunity at the wrong time in life? an opportunity to do one of the amazing things on your bucket list of life's adventures when you were least prepared for it? Did you embrace the opportunity or let it pass? In the spring of 2016, I found myself downsized and out of a job at the worst possible time in life. You know, the horizon of my life was filled with thunderclouds and it was fixing to rain on my parade so, but instead of seeing this as a losing my job as a life-threatening, life, you know, devastating event, I chose to see it as a an opportunity. I chose it to see it as a, an opportunity I couldn't pass up. So, six weeks later, much to the bewilderment of my family and friends, I stepped away from my life and the day-to-day struggles that I had, and became a pilgrim of the Camino de Santiago. The Camino de Santiago is a 500-mile pilgrimage um, that's centuries old. It's been traveled by millions of pilgrims over the centuries, from St. John, Peterpour, France, to Santiago, um, Spain, to the tomb of St. James the Apostle. So, there are, um, it's set of, for pilgrims making the Camino journey that the Camino provides, that when you are in need, your need will be met. I arrived in Bilbao, Spain, tired and weary from my travels and questioning my sanity. I had just arrived in a country where I did not speak the language, I didn't know a soul, and I was cut off from my family and friends. I was alone and feeling terribly vulnerable. So as I went to the baggage claim area, picked up my pack and was hoisting on my back, I noticed this woman with a very large backpack walking across the airport. So I looked at her, I looked at the information booth she had just come from, back at her, and when I saw the bus that she was walking towards, I cinched down my straps and I followed her. When I came up in line behind her, I asked, are you walking the Camino de Santiago? And she turned around, looked at me and smiled and said, yes I am, are you? Oh my God, my heart leapt out of my chest. She was Canadian. (laughs) In my moment of uncertainty, the Camino provided me with the reassurance, affirmation, and the acceptance, and a brand new friend in Candace. Two days later, I'm walking out of St. John, about to start my Camino, and in a crowd of pilgrims walking ahead of me, I see this backpack. Looks very familiar. When I catch up to it, I am pleased to see that it's Candace. So the two of us give a quick Camino hug and we start trekking up and over the Pyrenees Mountains into Spain. Two days later, at the end of the day, I'm coming into Zubri, Spain. I am rain soaked, tired, my feet hurt, my back aches, 
and all I want is a bed. That's when I see Candace coming back over the medieval stone bridge headed back out of town. She sees me and she says, Mark, all the beds in town are taken. We have to go to the next village to find a bed for the night. Okay, on to the next village I go. I am too tired and too wet and miserable to be anything short of joyous, right? So I take into my bunk and I start taking my backpack off and dropping it next to my bunk and I hear the bed next to me creak. And I look over there and there's Candace, freshly showered, stretching out to take a nap. Okay, serendipity? Or is it the Camino just providing a friend at the end of a long day? Later that night, as I was eating dinner with Candace and a family from Colorado Springs, a tall, scholarly looking fellow comes into the kitchenette and asks if he can join us for dinner. We say, sure. You know, Antonio was from Portugal. He was making his third Camino. And over the course of the evening, we peppered him with questions about his Camino experiences and what we were in store for. The next day I caught up to Antonio along the trail, resumed our conversation from the night before as we made our way to Pamplona. And that was the first day of many days of traveling with Antonio. In the time we spent together, he became not only my Camino mentor, guide, interpreter, but my friend and my brother. Um, he helped me to not only lighten my backpack, but lighten my life as we talked and traveled. So um, he is, you know, a dear friend and to this very day. But I also celebrated my 59th birthday on the Camino. So as was my practice, I got up very early, left Antonio sleeping in the bunk next to me, and I set off. At about noon, I decided to take a break, and I was sitting in a cafe when Antonio caught up to me. And as he was approaching all the people in the cafe, he announces to them all that it is my birthday, and then he leads them in a very disharmonious chorus of happy birthday. <laughs> when the singing stopped, a young Italian girl who spoke no English came up, presented me with a cupcake, gave me a hug, and kissed my cheeks. What a gracious present that was, very touching. But as I walked away from that cafe, I started to hear music on the air. And the farther I walked, the louder it got. And eventually, I found this old couple sitting underneath the shade tree, playing the violin and the accordion. As I stood there listening to this beautiful music, I realized what it was they were playing. It was a waltz. It, it, I was mesmerized. So as I'm listening, I just got caught up in the moment and I danced. One, two, three, one, two, three. It was glorious. <laughs> I met many very warm and friendly and interesting strangers, pilgrims on the way, um, basically by just walking up to them, offering a Buen Camino and trying to engage them in conversation. That's how I met Robin. Robin was out early one morning. We were walking through rolling farmland and landscapes full of wildflowers full 
in full bloom and she was taking selfies and just enjoying the landscape when we introduced ourselves and continued walking and as we walked we exchanged our experiences on the Camino to date and the people we've met, um, our reasons for walking and you know the life we left behind. Robin was walking in memory of her mother. The two of them had planned to walk the Camino, but her mother died before she could join her. So as Robin is walking across Spain, she's leaving little strips of her mother's favorite shirts tied to fences, flowers, and trees along the way. You know, in the early part of my Camino, Candace, Robin, and Antonio were my near daily companions and we shared many a room, meal, mile, wine, chocolate, um, and lots of long, deep conversations. You know, the saddest day of my Camino trip was the day Antonio had to leave to accelerate his pace so that he could finish during the, the time he had allotted. And there's not a day or mile I didn't walk that I didn't think of my friend, but Camino provided me with another friend shortly thereafter. I came walking out of this cafe after having my coffee con leche and was ready to hit the road and I nearly ran over this young Vietnamese girl. So as I danced around her, I said, pardon me, miss. And she looks up at me and goes, no worries. Australian. <laughs> she goes, how old do you think I am? Guys, 25. Bless you, she said. Are you headed out? Can I walk with you? And that's how I met Virginia. You know, as we walked on towards Santiago, she became the daughter I never knew I had. Okay, a dear, beautiful friend. On uh, June 21st, I arrived in Santiago in the company of my friends and completed the trip. It was definitely a bittersweet moment. I was elated at having covered the distance and met so many wonderful people and sad that I would soon be leaving them behind. You know, two days later, as I was making my way out of the cathedral square, the last two friends I met along the way were Candace and Robin. Seeing Candace one last time, closed the circle of my Camino and left me with a great sense of peace and accomplishment and just a level of serenity I don't think I've felt in a long time. So, but the one stranger I met on the Camino that had the greatest impact on my journey was me. Free of all the roles and responsibilities and burdens and anxieties of life, I met a me I'd only hoped existed. You know, when I started this trip, I had lots of questions and doubts. Was I strong enough to walk the distance and climb the hills? Was I strong enough to be vulnerable and alone? Was I strong enough to open myself up to be a friend? Was I capable of living the Camino lifestyle? Was I available to see the best in all the strangers and pilgrims I met along the way? 
And was I able to see the best in me? In the month since my Camino, I have longed to return to Spain, to see my friends and to make new ones, to embrace that lifestyle once again in hopes of being the me I was then. You know, I stopped walking my Camino in Santiago, but in many ways I'm still walking the Camino. The question I have now for myself, am I strong enough to be my Camino self in my daily life? It is the memory of my friends that I cherish so much that picks me up when I'm low and motivates me to seek my better self. Thank you and Buen Camino. Thanks, Kevin, for telling that story. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. And don't miss our Story Slam event coming up on January 13th in 2018 at the Durango Arts Center when the theme will be Cold Feet. You can also subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And of course, share these stories with your friends and comment on them. We love your comments. Special thanks to our photographer, McCarson Tafoya of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar, and you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Now for an outtake. <laughs> chicka, 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 chicka. Chickens, welcome to another episode of the Raven Narratives. Chicken I'm Sarah Severson. Chicken Ray. We're having a special episode of the Chicken Narratives. Those are stories you're afraid to tell, but you want to tell. <laughs>